So hello everyone, my name is Lee Nichols and I'm the Editor-in-Chief and Associate Publisher of Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine. And I'd like to welcome all of you to another installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Today's topic is alarm management. Will today's practices work tomorrow? So in an era of doing more with less and doing it remotely, is the traditional approach to alarm management enough? And how are organizations better encapsulating the knowledge and leveraging advanced analytics to drive recommendations and insights into alarm improvement programs? And of course, is there a competitive edge to be gained here? Now, some of those are some of the topics that we're going to be discussing today. And to discuss these crucial topics, we do have two very special guests joining us, Perry Nord and Jeet Day. So a little bit more about Perry and Jeet. Perry is a technical solutions consultant with more than 30 years of firsthand experience in alarm and operations management, advanced control optimization, and control and performance monitoring. He began his career as a process operator while he completed a degree in electrical engineering at the University of Calgary. Now, with this advance or with this operations background, he is focused on delivering advanced solutions that help manufacturers combine workflow and technology to improve operations and increase efficiency. And with over 20 years of experience in refinery operations, product development, and solution consulting, Jeet Day is the global product line leader for Honeywell's alarm management solutions. He earned a bachelor's degree in instrumentation engineering from the University of Mumbai and an MBA from the Indian Institute of Management in Bangalore. So with that, I'd like to welcome in Perry and Jeet. Uh, before we get started, how are you guys doing today? Doing well, thanks. Doing well, thank you. Excellent. Well, First off, we sincerely appreciate both of you providing a few minutes to discuss these crucial topics. So with that, let's go ahead and jump right in. First question I got for you, Perry, um, how have the traditional approaches to alarm management changed over time? Well, alarms have always been used to provide an operator with a, a pre-warning to any type of situation that they need to pay attention to. But the method of implementation has changed over time and uh, you know when i first started as a, an operator the alarm uh, was on a panel a lighted panel uh, fed by you know relays and wires there was no connection to a dcs screen or uh, an operator screen of any type so it was naturally optimized in terms of the space on that panel if you put something in that panel, it was critically important. Now, over time, that's changed completely. We have the ability with the modern distributed control system, uh, you know, and Honeywell was a pioneer in that. But the wave of information that you can put in front of an operator in the uh, temperatures, flows, pressures, as well as alarms, and even things from smart instruments can be included in that. So that it creates a double-edged sword where the level of information has increased the potential for overload. And that's really the big change that, that happened as we automated control rooms. Now, obviously, that did result in a few uh, you know, terrible situations. But standards and guidance have been worked on by multiple different uh, groups. Honeywell created a, a alarm management task force to try and deal with some of those things. And the uh, standards uh, have been uh, great because they help 
clarify the situation for not only operating companies, but vendors as well. What is an alarm, how to manage it, how to measure it. And the this has resulted in a, a number of things, uh, including better monitoring and better features within each of the control systems. So now, as we're looking at that situation, we see uh, a, a much clearer view of what operator loading is, what alarm metrics are, and that kind of takes us up to now where we're seeing another evolution based on changing customer needs. Excellent. And so my follow-up to that is, is what's driving the evolution? Is it just necessity? <laughs> well, first, alarm management must always focus around safety uh, and compliance. But as, as more companies see the need to adapt that approach, there's an evolving landscape, especially with uh, the, the things that have gone on in this past year. Um, so we see the evolution being driven by socio-cultural norms, changing the way we work and, in, and advances in the technology. Um, and in all these cases, there are opportunities not only to respond to the changes, but use them to gain a competitive edge. Excellent. Now, I, I'd like to go back to when you talked about uh, socio-cultural changes and changes in the way we work, because I'd like to break that down a little bit more. Can, can you go into a little bit more detail about sociocultural changes and, of course, you know, how this is changing the way we work? Yeah, some of it comes down to expectations. Um, that expectations from investors, everybody wants their money and they want it in a very consistent form. Uh, it, it, making each company wanting to operate sustainably. Now, that doesn't mean just meeting a compliance. That's going beyond what's asked for. Um, but there's also expectations around working environments and, and flexibility. Uh, how do you recruit the best talent? Um, and, and some of the, the changes are in the employees themselves. Uh, you know, there's an expectation to be mobile in terms of changing jobs, roles, companies. And that creates a challenge in retaining and advancing knowledge as well. Excellent. And so can we also talk about how it's changing the way we work just in general? Sure. I, I think you put it well in your, your intro where we're trying to do more with less. Those learnings that can drive efficiencies across the enterprise and, and not just at a site level we have less time to analyze. So as you're looking at any set of data, that reporting needs to be clear, concise, and obviously, especially in the case where we're looking at the way we work in a, in a pandemic type of environment, we, we have to be able to do more remotely. Organizations were kind of forced into this, but, but you know, that's given us some upsides to take a look at the efficiencies, because as we look at the reports and we look at the, um, you know, whether it's just regulatory compliance or, or trying to investigate a specific incident, um, those pieces of technology then can help us. They can actually move us towards a more sustainable operating condition. And um, we can leverage all of those advances in technology to, to help us address the situation. Uh, 
Excellent. So I want to go ahead and, and get uh, Jeet in this uh, in this conversation too. No, I didn't forget about you. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I do want to. I do. I did like to follow with this w- with you, Jeet. So I'm kind of curious: is how is advancing technology enabling organizations to meet these changing needs? Hey, yeah. So uh, the socio-cultural changes and the changes in the work dynamics that uh, Perry just talked about. Uh, we understand this is largely driven or could also say this is complemented by the advancements in technology. Now, industry response to these needs is, is manifested in the acceleration that we have in, in digital transformation across the industry, and, and this is more or less a norm today. Technologies uh, like AI, ML-driven analytics, and even knowledge graphs, uh, for that matter, will you will soon see them becoming uh, commonplace in off-the-shelf products that, to support the mobile workforce so that learning curves become faster and, and you try to take away, you know, with the evolving uh, organizational workforce, you want to have them doing less of mundane tasks such as data reporting and, and give them more insights and recommendations so their the, the work quality also becomes richer. Now, with expertise embedded in the software, the system becomes an expert partner with the user, and 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 that doesn't necessarily require a user to be an expert, right? You mean uh, maybe 20, 30 years back, you you know the average experience that a person had uh, running an operation was much higher than that it is going to be today. So uh, now. Moving, uh, you know, the discussion a little more towards technology. Likewise, you know, with more and more wide availability and acceptance of cloud technologies supported by tight cybersecurity mechanisms, remote working even in the OD landscape where we operate is becoming more and more commonplace at a very, very attractive cost, right? The cost is going down as we speak. Uh, We also see that a lot of companies or organizations uh, are very serious with a number of these technologies which are you know embedded in their digital strategy and are collaborating with partners like Honeywell on specific use cases and scenarios on how these technologies can be leveraged. As the largest supplier of alarm management software to the industry, our solutions are seen as the benchmark and just like the distributed control systems we invented, we are adopting these technologies combined with our century plus domain experience to push the boundaries of performance, integration, benefits, and so on. So, hope that covers. Excellent. Yeah, and and I do. I'm glad you mentioned alarm management because I I would like to dive deeper into that. So I'm kind of curious as how all these innovations apply specifically to alarm management. Yeah. So what we have observed, like you know, um, maybe in the last ten odd years, uh, alarm management has matured from being viewed as a compliance type reporting solution to a more central theme in operational excellence initiatives. Uh, There is growing recognition and an understanding that the wealth of knowledge in the alarm repository can be leveraged to have more accurate and meaningful alarms. You would imagine that, you know, that that uh, recognition was already there, but now with the advantages and advancements and technologies, they are more uh, ripe to be harvested. Let's talk about a few themes, you know, on, on how, how we are trying to uh, innovate on this uh, 
this 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 uh, subject. The first important parameter or important topic is smarter and faster alarm rationalization, which is uh, typically or historically being a very manual, time intensive, cumbersome process. And with the adoption of analytics, and you know, you can move to a more agile, guided form of recommendations driven alarm rationalization. For example, there's a notion of chattering alarms that can be, you know, you can you can identify those chattering alarms, remove them. You can identify relationships between alarms and, and, and try to uh, remove the redundant ones. There are also initiatives to move alarm reporting, um, you know, the regulatory reporting requirements on the alarm management side into, a, into the cloud with very limited footprint on site to help reduce costs of maintenance and so on. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, there is research happening in on cognitive advisories based on AIM ML techniques across historical alarm data to help drive predictive analytics in certain cases. Uh, another example would be to get automated insights into control performance issue by using alarm information to identify root cause such as a sticky wall. So these are just a few examples that I shared and, and you could imagine this is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, we, we do collaborate with a number of our industry's largest and most advanced customers on these kind of technologies and more and more we are seeing this that this is a very practical and uh, you know uh, reasonable approach to imagine these becoming uh, reality very soon so we are very very excited in, in terms of our productization strategies around these uh, concepts Oh, absolutely, especially with the digital transformation that's going on in the industry now. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible stuff. Uh, and I, I want to jump back to to Perry. Um, and, and Gene mentioned a few of them, but but could you go over some of the benefits that, that this technology uh, provides to the customers? You bet. As we discussed before, the current business landscape is to drive a sustainable operation and and go beyond just the basic requirements or or the the you know get the returns that that uh, investors are looking for but that requires capturing expertise so if you think about that uh, you certainly when i was an operator there was always one or two very seasoned people that you always turn to if you had a question now, what happens when those uh, experienced members turn and say, you know what, I've had a good career and I'm ready to um, retire, that knowledge walks out the door. So that is a, a, a challenge for every single organization out there. Um, now, when we're looking at that, this type of strategy that G talked about of, of looking at any analysis or, or situation where you're trying to define what the next step is, experience on the operations team, experience on the engineering team, that is augmented by some of these enhanced uh, algorithms that, that we're working with. So what that's gonna do is uh, it, it reduces the overall to total cost of ownership, but it also helps to retain that knowledge. Sometimes when you do these projects and you're looking with mathematical models of what's happening, you actually learn a lot more about your process than, than you thought was in that data. So that type of thing is uh, not only uh, a, a good strategic thing, it's, it's exciting to see 
some of the the wealth of information that's out there being applied across the board in many different industries and using that to learn uh, how to deal with the situation, uh, reducing stress on the operations panel. And in the end, it results in better uptime, better operational performance, and of course, that results in financial gain. Excellent. So I have one more uh, question, and, and and I was going to direct this at you, Perry, and maybe Jeet has some uh, some opinions on it as well. Is because this is one of the most asked questions that we get with new types of, of course, not just technologies uh, in general, but digital technologies in particular as well. So. With all of these benefits that can be cited with these new technologies, how does an organization get started? Well, I'm, I'm going to give you a very simple list. The, the, the strategy that many of the leading organizations have taken is just to try and make as many of those decisions up front and put them in an alarm philosophy document. Now, that's a process that takes some thinking some time. It's often helpful to have a template to start from, which is, of course, one of the things that Honeywell does. We have, uh, you know, all, all kinds of help that can help people with an alarm philosophy. That's the first step. Understand where you're at is, is probably the second look at the systems and, and the units that you have. Measure them, benchmark them, understand the landscape that you're dealing with. Uh, that's, uh, you know, we, we want to make sure that we have a good measurement of where we're at when we start so that we can show progress, not only to the management and other people, but but that gives everyone on the team some motivation to, to look for improvements in the future. Seeing where you've come from is is always a good thing. And the next thing is probably the most critical is to create a continuous improvement process. So you can put in software, you can create reports, you can uh, even have very smart software that tells you uh, actions that you can take to improve the situation. But there does need to be somebody who's the owner of that uh, for uh, a, a specific scope, whether that's one unit or entire site. The uh, that person then can drive the process, but that's that's important. I, I think when when we produce some information, somebody needs to look at it. Somebody needs to make decisions and act. Um, and then that, if you can create that continuous improvement process, there will be uh, enlightenment on where we need to go and and work. Whether that's a full alarm rationalization project or uh, management of change. So, you know, sometimes these situations are just a simple, somebody changed it, uh, an alarm trip point somewhere and nobody caught it. Nobody went back and changed it back to what it should have been. So those types of things are the, um, uh, the areas where software and monitoring can really help. But I think that's the best place to get started. Obviously, we have a lot more information on our website, and uh, we can uh, we're happy to go and have discussions with you as well. But uh, that's that's kind of my take on on the first steps. Uh, make sure you have an, a philosophy document, benchmark where you're at, and then make sure that you've got a good continuous improvement process so that uh, you can look at the situation and uh, keep improving over time. Excellent. No, that's a great place to start. Yeah, like I said, that's 
that's usually number one question we get with <laughs> with anything yeah. involving new digital technologies is where do we start? <laughs> well, with that, uh, Perry Jeet, I really want to thank you uh, for your time today, uh, for giving us a couple minutes to discuss these uh, really crucial topics that are affecting our industry. So we really want to thank you all for that. Um, and of course, we really want to thank all of you for listening to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. 